here. Well, everybody, welcome to the Mike Janela Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 67th podcast episode and first of 2018. Hopefully, it won't be my last. A little bit different, though, for you because I actually did, secret, record this episode before New Year's with one of the hosts of the crazy popular game, HQ Trivia, Sarah Priebus. You'll hear her in just a second, but I wanted to come in here now after New Year's and A, wish you guys a happy new year, but B, let you know that Sarah and I make reference to a couple things in our talk where she was supposed to be hosting the New Year's Eve night games of HQ Trivia. However, if you guys played, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you did, it was the quiz daddy, the Trap Trebek, Scott Rogowski, the main guy who came back on after he made an appearance on uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest, so... Thanks to that appearance, Scott then was able to parlay that into hosting on New Year's Eve night. So if you hear Sarah saying that she had hosted it, and you're like, wait a minute. No, she didn't. I was playing. It happened. There was a change in scheduling after she and I chatted with each other. But now Sarah is going to be hosting a lot more in the new year as Scott uh, needs a little bit of a break. That guy's been doing so much. So keep an eye out for her. And right now, keep an ear out for this episode. This week... You've probably seen her because everyone I know in America has been playing HQ Trivia the last month or two, and she is one of the amazing hosts that graces your phone screen and just hands out money for answering questions that you never thought you'd need to answer. Welcome to the show, as her website calls her a professional actress, producer, and host, Sarah Priebus. What's up? Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for hanging with me. Uh, We're recording this actually uh, right before New Year's, right before 2018 comes knocking on our door, but I don't think I'm going to be able to air it until after New Year's because I do have another podcast episode that you guys will have uh, heard by this point. So anyone who's listening has probably already seen, like I said, Sarah, you on HQ and you, I mean, now that people are listening to this in the new year, you have hosted the New Year's Eve Spectacular. Is that right? You were telling me before we started recording? Yeah, so I don't actually know quite what's going on, but I imagine it's going to be special. Um, and I don't know if we're running, you know, a series of games on New Year's Eve yet. It's kind of, this whole thing has been a, <laughs> a surprise for me as well. Um, but I do know that I am going to be hosting an 1145 game New Year's Eve um, for HQ. So that'll be going into, you know, the ball drop into the new year, um, which kind of speaks to kind of, you know, how the last year went for me. And hopefully it's setting the bar for the new year starting out well. Yeah, what a, what a better way to start the year than to be talking to literally half a million people as they watch you uh, give your trivia questions. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to ask you all about that, Sarah, how you got to that position, what it's like behind the scenes. Also, some of the stuff you do besides that, obviously, a lot of your acting and hosting and a lot of that stuff. But the same way that I start every podcast, I'm going to start with you. I like to ask people, what is the best thing that's happened to you in the past week? In the past week? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I wish I listened to your podcast so I could have been prepared for this. Um, just kidding. I listen to all your podcasts. Yeah, I've that's been the thinking right about this. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all week long. Uh, no, honestly, it's probably that they asked me to host that, the New Year's Eve game. I'm really excited about that. I, you know, as an artist, um, you know, I have a survival job and that's been bartending for the majority of like the last 10 years. 
And this will be the first New Year's Eve that I'm not doing that. Wow. So that's a huge mile. That's a huge milestone for me um, to, I was supposed to bartend. And then, yeah, I was asked this past week to host that game. And I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited about it. That's great. Yeah. And again, we're recording this before you host, but everyone who's seeing this or hearing this, I'm sure saw you already. And I'm sure you did a fantastic job and uh, closed 2017 out with a bang and started 2018 uh, with an even bigger bang. So that's awesome. Congratulations. I hope so. Maybe <laughs> maybe we're jinxing it right now and I've now lost that job. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm crying listening, by like, myself. Wait a minute. She wasn't hosting that night. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> They're but like, you... she ended up bartending. I saw, I saw her at one of her bars. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, no, let's hope, that, let's hope that that's not the case now in retrospect. Um, but no, you have, you've been doing this now for months. So let's talk about it because this has become a huge phenomenon, uh, the HQ trivia. Really came out of nowhere I'd say the last month of the year but you yeah. actually you've been involved in it for a lot longer so tell me how how did this thing take off how did you get in on the ground floor what's the backstory there so like I said the whole thing's kind of been mysterious for me as well but I will tell you my side of things um, which is that I self-submitted to host it um, not knowing really what it was. Uh, a couple months back, probably three three months ago, right right in the beginning stages, um, and so yeah, I was on uh, you know a platform called Casting Networks, and uh, I, I do self submissions every day as an actor slash host slash you know performer, and uh, it was just one of those things that I submitted for. It, you know, they said it was you know an app to to host a game show on an app live. Um, it sounded interesting. So I submitted for that. And then, yeah, they called me. Um, they, they had already had a permanent host in place, who you guys probably know is, is Scott Rogowski. Yeah, the quiz daddy. Uh, yeah, the quiz daddy, the lag daddy, the <laughs> trap, trap, trap back. Uh, he has a lot of names. Um, but yeah, but they were looking to kind of fill in the gaps because they, they were expecting to expand. I don't, they definitely were not expecting to expand as quickly as they did. But you know, when I when I started, we were we were only doing one game a day, um, and that was even you know they just wanted an alternate for Scott. So I think they were only doing the three they were only doing the three o'clock game, um, but they were doing it seven days a week. They're giving out a hundred a hundred dollars, maybe a hundred fifty at that point, um, and there were a couple hundred people playing every game. That's it. And you know, I went in. Um, and instead of auditioning, they were kind of just like, all right, let's host a game. <laughs> well, awesome. Throw you right into the deep end of the pool. Yep. And, uh, and I, yeah, they, they gave me the questions beforehand. Cause if you haven't played the way it works is basically, you know, you, you play a game show kind of similar to like a, who wants to be a millionaire type thing from your phone. Uh, it is live. You're playing with other people. It's a multiple choice question type thing. And you answer 12 questions. The questions get progressively harder all kinds of trivia. And if you make it to the end, you, you win the prize. It's actual money. Um, now the prize has increased dramatically. Um, but you win the prize. Um, or if there's multiple winners, you split it. If nobody gets all the way to the end, that, that money rolls over to the next game. Um, and you basically have your, your bank account hooked up to a PayPal account and that's how you get paid. Um, so yeah, I went in, I, I delivered, I got the questions, you know, when I went in, probably about an hour, an hour and a half prior to getting in front of a green screen. Um, and then, you know, the questions are in a teleprompter. So I'm delivering them that way, waiting for the results live. 
saying how many people got everything right, who's moving on, that sort of thing. And yeah, and I did it. It went well. They called me back. We did it, I don't know, eight, eight, nine more times. And and then uh, then they found Sharon Carpenter, um, who is, she's a pretty amazing journalist. She works with BBC. She's she's worked with Diddy, um, launching some pop culture stuff. And, and she kind of became Scott's alternate, I would say, uh, female counterpart. And then I became more of their alternate, but um, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of like they call me when they need me. There've been like a variety of guest hosts, um, you know, comedians. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember some of them. I I've been, I've been blessed to be among a really distinguished, amazing group of people. Um, who founded it that Russ and Colin who founded Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's kind of surreal for me as a person who uses all those social media apps to like have Russ texting me like, Hey, can you host tomorrow? You know, that's just, it just blows my mind. Um, but yeah, I, uh, my, my position there is currently as a regular host. That doesn't mean I'm hosting every day. Cause Scott really is the one to hold that position. But, um, I've done some press for them on, you know, leading the way as a female in the game show host world. And, um, it looks like Sharon will be heading up the UK version. Mm. Um, I'm, I, that's launching. Maybe it will have launched by the time this airs. Okay. Um, which leaves a little bit more room for me to be filling in for Scott more frequently. Um, and I think that there's more exciting things coming because I've seen now, I guess like over 700,000 people playing a game. Wow. Um, which is crazy. So there's at this point, there are two games a day, except on the weekends, there's only one game a day. Then, the prize is now $1,500 regularly Sundays. It's 10000 sometimes more. I imagine for New Year's Eve, it's going to be something Might be a million dollars. Who knows? It's probably going to be something unimaginable. Un- unimaginable. Um, and, yeah, it's only growing. They, I mean, they are so surprised with how fast and <laughs> how fast it's expanded. Uh, they were voted Times App of the Year. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. So, yeah, and it's, I mean, there's nothing like it. There isn't. And I think that's, now you're seeing so many imitators trying to do it too, because it's one of those ideas that everyone, when I saw it, I thought, why didn't this happen earlier? This is such a genius idea. It's so simple because there's nothing else like it out there. And it's one of those, like every great invention, once you realize it, you wonder how you never had it before because it's just, it feels like it's been in your life forever. It's really unique. Um, when did you know, because you, you were doing this, like you said, at the beginning when there was only a couple hundred people watching. Now there's nearly a million people on some peak episodes or, or times whenever you go live. When did you know, like, holy shit, I'm onto something here. I'm part of something really magical. Oh, man. Um, probably, I would say right about when Sharon right after Sharon came on and started hosting. I mean, this is only, I would say about a month ago within the last month is when I was like, this is, this is blowing up. I started to see, cause they have their, I mean, you know, one of the first signs to me actually was interestingly enough, um, was, was HQ's Twitter account. Um, <laughs> it just, they don't follow anybody. And it grew from zero followers. And now I think they have 50,000 followers. I don't know. They have something crazy. Um, 
And that's just people following to play trip to following a Twitter account so they can play trivia. That's mind blowing to me that yeah. in like three months, somebody, I don't know anybody else aside from buying followers who can gain like 50,000 followers in like three months. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Unless then, you're like alone. Charlie Sheen joining it for the first time ever when he did that Ex- and got like a million followers. <laughs> exactly. in a day. But otherwise you're right. For, exactly. Um, and, and I guess it's, you know, I took a, I, I didn't take a deliberate hiatus, but you know, when they were kind of bound, t- testing different hosts and, trying different people out. I had maybe three weeks off from hosting. And in that three weeks, you know, it went from a couple hundred people playing. And then I came back and there were 150,000 people playing. Uh, You had a little little break. It's like when you have a summer vacation when you're a kid in school and you come back and that one kid had a 10-inch growth spurt. You're like, whoa, when did that happen? Exactly. I had like three weeks off. I, you know, like I said, there were, there were less than a thousand people playing. I came back and there were over a hundred thousand people playing. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this thing is, this thing is a monster. You hit it. You hit it big. <laughs> so how, so how does it work on the actual day of? Let's talk about that. Cause everyone sees it on their phone and they get the countdown clock and then you or Scott or Sharon or whoever's hosting that day shows up and it's just you in a little box against the green screen and a million comments flying and the questions. And that's all we see, right? It's not a big studio. It's not a huge set. It's really, it's just, not. It's really intimate. So what, it what's is. it really like outside of the phone box? What's the setup like? Take us a bit behind the curtain. Um, it's a, you know, they have a team now that's grown obviously larger than when I first started of researchers, um, question writers. Um, something that's changed now is we have like a fact checker and pronunciation person. When I first went in, that was, that was tricky. We're asking all kinds of trivia. Obviously, I don't know how to say every single word that I'm, I'm saying, whether it be a question or an answer. Um, and uh, so we were, I was Googling everything and Google as helpful as, as it is, Emma says, isn't always the correct pronunciation. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of Emma says and yeah, they're not always right. Um, so, so, so yeah, the team's grown. Um, but I, you know, basically I would, for the most part, know, you know, prior to the start of the week, whether or not I was hosting a game, there was one or there were one or two games where Scott couldn't make them last minute and they were like, Hey, can you get here? Um, so that did happen. But generally speaking, uh, myself or Scott or Sharon are showing up, um, anywhere between in the beginning, it wasn't that, that long before the, 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 we went live. So in the beginning it was maybe an hour prior to going live. Now I think we're all, I, I can't speak for them, but I, I go in a little bit earlier to, you know, look everything I there's there's a lot more at stake now I want to make sure I am pronouncing everything right that I have um you know transitions from question to question um that maybe I have a little fun fact I can offer um to support whatever question it is that I ask so I'm now going in about an hour and a half prior then I'm handed a list of the questions um I start to get on my phone do a little of my own research whether it be um pronunciation now I said like I said we have a pronunciation person there who's kind of helping out with that but you know and I'm looking for for fun stuff you know if the question's about Harley Davidson I'm googling that and seeing if I can find out maybe 
maybe not like what you would traditionally think in terms of trivia. Maybe my angle would be, you know, how many female writers are there or whatever, um, just to offer a little bit, um, you know, and I think all of us have a different take on it. Scott definitely, he's a stand-up comic, so he's going to do something more that angle. Sharon's a journalist. Uh, she likes to stick, I think, more to like dry humor, her facts, that sort of thing. And I think I'm somewhere in the middle um, because I, I am an actor. I'm a performer. I do comedy. Um, but I'm not I, – I don't know. It's hard to compete with Scott. He's, he's got his really special, quirky sense of humor, so I, I can't try to be him. But, you know, I, I write my transitions, um, and some of that goes into a prompter. Some of it doesn't um, because, I, you know, it's nice to have things that are spontaneous, but the questions do definitely go in the prompter. And then we do, like, a, a run-through. Uh, one of the producers, Nick – um, and his dog, he has an amazing dog and he'll come and sit on my feet sometimes when I'm standing in our little, in our little space and, uh, we'll do a run through and, and then we, we wait and we start and we go live and it's exciting and the song plays and, you know, I watch live as people are eliminated. Sometimes there's glitches. It is new technology and there's lag and, you know, it can get tricky. Sometimes you got to restart games. Um, and then, you know, you go through it, you announce the winner and then it's done. It's, it's pretty quick. It's over in like, you know, 15 minutes tops. Yeah. It comes and goes like lightning, but everyone is just waiting for it. And when that countdown clock hits, I can just, I can feel like I'm part of something special that everyone is getting, getting pumped for. And now I know too, there's an HQ puppy that's behind the scenes that I can picture. Yes. To put me in my happy place His name is for question answering. His name is Alfredo. He's. Oh, gosh, I'm not the greatest with dog breeds. Um, yeah, me either. I couldn't tell you. Unless it's like a golden retriever or a, or a poodle. Yeah. I really don't know the dog breeds that well either. He's a rescue. He's a cutie. And he is like literally on my feet every time I host, which is adorable. Oh, that's nice. Now, now, I, now I know. I can picture that. And everyone listening can picture that. And that's going to be, I think, making it even more enjoyable of <laughs> an experience. The, yes. com the comments, I got to ask about those because they come oh, by, speaking of lightning fast, those things just scroll through on the phone. I know most people who play swipe the comments away, which you guys encourage if you want to focus on the game. What Do you read them on a phone? Is there like a giant screen? Can you even keep up? How are you able to sift through what's literally half a million people or more all trying to just get their word in super fast? That's got to be tough. It's pretty nuts. So the prompter is um... – an iPad and I, I don't honestly know how the technology works. <laughs> it's the future. I, I, I really don't know how it works, but they come up and it started. Yeah. When, when I first started, it was a lot easier. They were a lot more legible. Now you kind of just see, you know, in the two minutes leading up to the game and that fun countdown, I, I usually try to grab a name or two of, um, of a, of a player. Um, so I can shout them out. Um, you know, and so I, I'll grab a couple names, uh, either, you know, throw them in my head, throw them up on the prompter. Um, and that way I can chat out a couple people. And then, yeah, when it, when it's happening, we'll occasionally do a shout out during the game now. Like maybe I'll ask a question, you know, who's playing from where and I, I can, I can shout out a few of those questions, but other than that, it's, yeah, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta keep my eye on, on the delivery so that everyone can try to win that money. Yeah, you got to do it, your it's job, right? Crazy. And also sometimes it is, you know, I don't want to say it's distracting because it's definitely a huge part of the experience, the live chat. Like that is 
that is definitely a part of it. You know, people cheering each other on, rooting against each other, whatever it is, it is, it's a community. Um, and it, the one thing that I will say about HQ that's really interesting is that, you know, people will lose, they'll, they'll get out of the game and they stay in to watch, Mm. you know? So you have, you would think that as you're getting down to like the last, let's say 10,000 people in the game, you would only have 10,000 viewers, but I can see that there's still, let's say 300,000, 400,000, 500,000 people watching. So, so the community is like a really big part as much as, so that chat, whether or not you're swiping to get rid of it, it's, it's definitely uh, makes up the whole HQ experience. And we have mod moderators now, or a moderator that, you know, if somebody's being, um, saying inappropriate things or just negative, super negative things. Which like it, they, you, they you get know it's going to get there eventually, no matter what it is on the internet. At some point, it's, someone's going to yeah, try and ruin it. It's across every platform and HQ is no different. And, we, you know, we have someone looking out for that. So we try to keep it as supportive a community as possible. Oh, that's nice. Puppies and supportive comments. It's a nice place to come out and hang with the trivia community. Totally. How... This thing has shot like a rocket in the last month or so, and to the point that I'd never even heard of it at Thanksgiving, and then time is naming it the app of the year, like you say, by Christmas. Uh, it's been an incredible rise. Maybe you don't know the answer to this, but everyone, of course, keeps wondering, is this going to be just a, a fad? Is it going to be just a trend? Is, are people going to be sick of playing trivia by Valentine's Day? How do you think HQ avoids being a flash in the pan and sticks around and actually becomes something consistent and sustainable. So I don't know, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely think there is an element to the live stream right now in, in general that's trending. And I don't know how long that's going to trend for, um, but you know, you see it on Facebook, you see it on Instagram. Um, this element of being live with other people is, is exciting. Uh, you want to see where people are at, what they're doing. Um, trivia is a whole different type of thing to go live with. Um, but it falls into that category for sure. Um, I think the money, the money helps a lot. Oh, money helps all the time in everything. (laughs) Winning real money. I mean, you know, if you have the opportunity on a Sunday night to play for $10,000 from your own home, from wherever you are, you could be on the toilet in a restaurant. You don't even have to stop your life. Really. You can excuse yourself to the bathroom at dinner with your partner or maybe not. Maybe they, you play together. Yeah. It's a, it's a great first date activity. Very romantic. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, the money is huge. And so long as they keep offering money, um, you know, I don't see why people wouldn't play. People always want money, free things. People, People, always, I always love, want money. I love money. I love free things. Um, and you know, I've seen, it's so funny cause I've definitely seen, you know, 250 people win and then they all walk away with a couple, a couple bucks. And I've also seen one person win and get the whole $1,500 prize, which is, that's a vacation. Seriously. Um, that's a mortgage. So, that's a month's rent. That's a couple of <laughs> car payments. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot of lettuce. So I mean, between the money, between the live aspect, between the the community, between it, you know, so far being really one of a kind, I think it'll be hanging around for 
for a minute, um, you know, there's always going to be the next best thing, but I think it's going to take a little while before that comes up. I think this is really unique. Um, I think that the humor aspect, I think, I think Scott is a great host. Um, I think everybody is a great host, but I think, you know, everyone has their own personality. So, so that, and that falls in with the live, you know, you feel like you're there with this, this person that you're, you're playing a game, you know, they're speaking to you as if you're the only person in the room that you guys are playing this game. But then there is also like, there's however many other people playing it too. So it's, yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be this big, but now that it is, I'm like, oh, how did I not see that this was going to be a thing? <laughs> As all big things are. How, how did I not yeah. get in on Google when the stock was $5? How did oh, I not buy man. Apple you know, when it first opened? And same thing with, with something like this. Um, there's also, I don't want to spend too much time on this because there was a great story uh, written uh, profiling you and Sharon by Refinery29 about being the sort of pioneering uh, trend-setting female game show host, but I do want—I did want to bring it up and ask you if you ever considered, like, when did you consider that? Because the story really brought to my mind that there aren't that many female game show hosts throughout history. There was Meredith Vieira a little bit for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. There was Ann Robinson for Weakest Link, but that's really it. It's mostly yeah, dudes it's crazy. who have done it. So, is that something that I mean? You obviously, read the story. You do take a lot of pride in that. How much does that factor into when you're standing there on camera and you know that these half a million people are watching? What percentage of, of the pie, of the emotional pie at that moment is you sort of feeling a sense of pride carrying the flag for, for women who are doing something that they haven't really done before? I feel a huge responsibility. Um, hey, I still, I, get, I still get really nervous. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't – it's funny. I, I think as I realize how – um, how big it's gotten, how significant it really is just in, in the tech world. I mean, so, you know, there's the game show host aspect of it and being one, you know, that not, there not being that many females there. And then there's also just like, you know, I think the tech industry too, like is now there's more and more women doing that. There's more women doing everything, but it's a whole little slice that I think has just been prone to being male dominated. So it's very exciting for, I think, Sharon and I to put our stamp on it. Um, and I never set out to be a game show host. Um, it, it, it's funny because if you do check out the Refinery29 article, um, I make mention of the fact that when I was in fifth grade, I had some sort of project um, and I can't remember exactly what the assignment was, but I do remember that it resulted in me creating this fictional, um, well, based on obviously a true person, uh, a real person, uh, Alexa Trebecca. I created Alexa Trebecca. Oh, who is that inspired by? Who is that based on? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> crazy right so that, that's a fifth grader for you that's yeah. my fifth grader 10 year olds 10 year olds are the best they think and i was yeah. the same way you think you're inventing some amazing new thing and then an adult looks at it like really come on <laughs> that's um, funny, so alexa trebecca in fifth grade i played her um doing jeopardy in my hosting jeopardy in my in my living room and my my brothers were the contestants and my parents helped film it so I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere along the way. I realized I didn't want to be a Vanna White and I wanted to be more of the, the host. There's nothing wrong with Vanna White. I love Vanna White, but 
you know, there, there was a market for a woman to step up and really take the reins. Um, you know, or maybe I just thought that Alexa Trebek had a nice ring. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It really rolls off the tongue. This, this um, is, yeah, oh, it's exciting. Ahead. Yeah, no, it's no, fine. no, no. I was gonna say it's exciting. Yeah, and I'm you know super happy for you and proud for you. When I started seeing that you'd be hosting uh, some upcoming episodes after I had downloaded the app myself, I was like, I gotta reach out to Sarah, tell her great job because this is really awesome. You're kicking some ass. So, really, uh, a round of applause for you. Now, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, you deserve it. Now, the H Shiver though, it's not the only thing you do because obviously Scott is is there most of the time. Um, by yeah. the way, so I'm, I'm gonna ask you about other stuff, but why is he not like when you get to fill in for him, is he just sick or needs a break or does he have other jobs? When, when, <laughs> when Scott's not there and the, and the commenters are, are complaining, where's Scott? Um, what, why does that usually happen? Um, he has other stuff. We, and you know, that's like, we all have stuff and uh, Sharon, me, Scott. And that's why it's important to have a team of people. You know, I, I think it's also fun that they've been experimenting with guest celebrity hosts. Um, but yeah, Scott is still, I know he just made, I think he did a couple shows with the Sklar brothers. Um, so he's still, you know, trying to do his own stand up thing. Um, as much as HQ is a huge opportunity for him, you know, he has other aspirations too. Um, and sometimes other plans. I, I don't actually know always what he's doing, but I know his recent, um, stint outside of HQ was uh with the Sklar brothers I think in Chicago right because people maybe assume that this is a all you guys do like a full-time job but you have so much going on in your life and he's got those opportunities as well so it's uh like you said it's good to have a team so that way you got all your bases covered all the time it's nice exactly other stuff though speaking of so you you obviously you you've hosted you've acted, you've produced, you're kind of all over the place. And I've had performers on the show before, so people can go back and listen to previous episodes about getting into the acting industry and stuff like that. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about in particular are these social media videos that you've also been doing a lot of. So if you guys follow Sarah on social media platforms, and I'll have links for all this on my website, uh, but Sarah, feel free to plug all your handles now. You'll see that, I mean, you're putting out like a new video every day, just like skits with daily life ruminations and all this kind of stuff. And what, I mean, what's that time commitment like? Because I, I see all the stuff you put out and I get tired and I'm not even doing it. So like, how, do you, how are you finding <laughs> the time? You're like going out to film all across and around New York City. Like I do this podcast, but I'm in basketball shorts in my couch right now. It's super easy. You're out with the film crew and doing all this stuff that's just for you, like for your personal brand. So how, how, that's my big question. How do you, how do you do it? I don't sleep. Um, That's and, a good start. You know, I, <laughs> no, you know, it's gotten a lot easier. And it is a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, it's very fulfilling, though. But I have to be really careful because I think that social media can also be very soul-sucking. Um, so you have to be careful and you have to find a balance. So for me, it's become more about making sure that what I'm, the content that I'm putting out there is something that I'm proud of, that it's fun to make. Um, and then I'm not going back and checking on how well it's doing every second of the day. Mm. That's where it's become, you know, um, a balance for me, but, um, it's not as complicated as it looks, you know, these days there's just a lot of, uh, good technology out there. And, you know, I guess what started it all 
is, you know, this and the acting industry, and I won't go too much into this, has unfortunately or fortunately, depending the way you look at it, um, you know, social media is a part of it now. And sometimes, not all the time. And so I'll go to auditions and they'll ask, how many followers do you have? And at first that really bugged me. Um, and it still bugs me a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. you can play the game. You know, if if that is what they're looking at, you know, um, you can play the game. If you know that's what they're looking at, you can choose to work with it or you can choose to go against it. So I figured what what's the way that I can go with it and make it work to my advantage. Um, and so I was talking to a, an influencer friend of mine a couple months back. And, you know, he basically made the comment, you know, when I'm looking at your, your Instagram page, we'll use Instagram as, as an example. Um, you know, I see you and your boyfriend, uh, you know, you as a model, like the image I'm getting is like this girl, this, this pretty girl who takes, uh, photos, you know, like lives a pretty normal life. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why not make it so that when I'm looking at your page, I get right off the top who you are, what you're trying to do. And I was, you know, that was, that changed everything for me. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not doing that? So then I had to figure out who am I, what, what is, what is the brand? What is the personality that I want to convey? And so I am basically this quirky, free spirited actress, comedian. I don't know. I, that's kind of what I've decided. And, you know, he was like, you know, you need to be making less of your content should be pictures. More of it should be video. And, um, so I, I, he said, just start doing it. Just do it. So it started, I mean, my first couple of videos I just did with my phone and they were like silly things, you know, things that I get frustrated with that I've turned into comedic material. So, you know, you think you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to, you say you're going to eat healthy. And this is one of the first ones I did. You think you're going to say you're going to eat healthy. And then you end up just by eight o'clock, you're gorging on ice cream. So you start the day with a green juice and you make this slow decline to pizza, to chips, to ice cream by the end of the day. And I shot that like with my iPhone and threw it into iMovie and edited it. And I was like, this is fun. I like <laughs> this. Um, and so I already had a camera um, that I use when I travel and go on vacation uh, that shoots uh, HD. I use a, a Nikon um, D5200. And so... I had never experimented with the video aspect of that camera. So I went out and I bought a, a relatively, a, a definitely an inexpensive tripod, threw it up on there. And I started just making them myself. I mean, I didn't even get anybody to really help me. My boyfriend will sometimes now, um, you know, help with the focus if he's around. But honestly, <laughs> sometimes I'll just use a lampshade. And I'll put it where I'm going to be. I'll focus my camera on the lampshade. And then I hit video, move the lampshade and record, you know, so it's, it's minimal. I've started recently to collaborate with more people because people are, it's really exciting. People are reaching out to me, sliding into my DMs. Sliding in those DMs for that Nikon. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Hey, I like what you're doing. Can I, can we make something? Can we collaborate? And so only recently have I started to do two person videos. 
um, so I can get more people involved and, you know, let other people in on the fun. Cause it is, it's really fun. And as soon as it's not fun, that's when I got to take a break mm -hmm. because, um, which happens sometimes I, and that starts to really happen too when I'm like going back and checking on my likes and my comments and listening to people's feedback, um, which is important to do, but that, you know, I can't look at that for my self worth. You know, I can only look at that to get a little bit of constructive criticism perhaps, and then move on. Um, but it, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, sometimes I will have now I'll, I will have somebody, if I'm doing a more complicated two-person video, I'll have somebody else shoot it. But it's rare. I still do. I'm still doing most of it myself, editing it, editing it myself, which, again, I taught myself in iMovie. So, I mean, if anybody's, like, listening that wants to just make stuff, just make it. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. And this has been so great because you know, now I'm like, oh, maybe I can make a short film. Maybe I can make a feature film. And that's, you know, and, and that doesn't even matter. Like what now matters is that people are getting to see who I am, you know, the, that I'm a silly person. Um, you know, I, sometimes I address things that are frustrating many people. I did a video called pedestrian rage, you know, just getting stuck behind these people on the street that are on their phones, mm -hmm. you know, they're just things that people can relate to and laugh about. And, you know, it's so rewarding to have people say, I, Oh my gosh, I saw your video or I look forward to your videos or I, I love it, but it is, it's a, it's a time commitment. I plan my posts. I plan it out. I'll take a day. Now I, I usually take one day a week and I shoot a bunch. I just, I, I've, I started to be able to do them a lot quicker, but I'll shoot, let's say three, to six videos in one day. Um, and, and then I edit them during the week and then I start posting up and I balance it out with pictures so that I don't have to post one video every day, but I'm, I mean, I'm getting about three to four videos up a week for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's work. It's a job. Most people that are in, in the creative field, they see their social media as just a sort of daily, I guess, vlog of their day just things they're doing what they're up to whereas you're putting in you're like literally taking a whole day to create content that you're going to then disperse throughout the next week or two i think a lot of people that's the that's the gap right between using social media for fun and using it to promote yourself and to advance your career and people don't understand the work that goes into it but you heard it right here from the, the horse's mouth and if you do want to do stuff with her hit her up too right just go right to those dms like we said at sarah Priebus <laughs> everywhere right yeah at sarah Perfect. Priebus. Uh, and no, you know what? I will tell you this, uh, my manager, I got my current manager from the videos. So I was putting up this content. My, uh, there's a, there was a manager who was liking all my videos and I sent her an email and I was like, Hey, I noticed that you're liking my stuff. Would you be interested in representing me? And she said, you know, why don't you come in for a meeting? And there we go. Now I, you know, I was being, I was already auditioning for stuff, but I got myself more serious representation off of that because she saw what I was capable of. Look so, at that. There you go. It's like in middle school. The person's looking at you from across the room. You send the note. Do you like me? Circle yes or no. And now you guys are going, mm. going to the prom together. Going to mm -hmm. It's great. Yes. Put yourself out there. Got to. Got to. Uh, all right, Sarah. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to get to the end of the podcast here. And I end uh, those the same way with the fun five. But before we get to that, I also – like to always offer my guests the chance to turn the tables and you can ask 
me any question you'd like. You don't have to, but if there's anything that you would like to put me on the spot for, now's your chance. So fire away. Oh man, Mike, gosh. You said you listened um, to every episode. You should have done this was coming. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Okay. When I said I listen to every episode, I don't actually get to the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, thanks um, for sticking around for every for every full hour. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see here. And you don't have um, to. You can pass. People have passed. No, no. Before. I have a, I, I'm trying to decide on my one what what I want to ask you. Um, you know, I guess you had a pretty dream job for a while. I mean, from host to host, like, you know, you you did the the sports hosting thing. Um, you know, is that something that ultimately is what you'd like to get back to or or where do you see your career path heading? Where would you like for it to go? Back to sports or 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 do you like where it's at right now? Yeah, so as you know and as anyone listening knows, uh, yeah, sports is what I've been doing for most of my career and did get to host a, a show on Fox Sports San Diego, which is a great place to live too, speaking of dream jobs and play, dream places uh, last year. And now, uh, Sarah, as you know, I'm doing, yeah, animals and lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, sports is definitely, it's always my first love and I think I'd like to get back into that someday. But I don't know, you probably feel the same way. Like I don't want to pigeonhole myself into anything. I don't want to be just the sports guy or the right. entertainment guy or anything like that. Now I look at people that can shift back and forth like Ryan Seacrest. He's, he's the dream, the, the goal, the beacon, right? He can totally, do, he can host the Olympics for NBC, but then he can also do American Idol or his radio show or uh, Kardashian stuff. Like that guy does anything and everything. And mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's where I'd want the career to go where you're just doing a little bit of everything. Sports will always be, I think what I know best and what I'm best at but I don't want to say that's the only thing I, I ever want to do. You look at like Michael Strahan, right? Professional football player. Yep, yep. Now he's doing, you know, Kelly and Michael and Good Morning America. And you can do everything. So I think, uh, yeah, that's a good answer, right? Everything. That's where I want the career. Good goals. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. No, no, no reason to just put ourselves in one lane. We got to break down walls and just do it all. Um, yeah. Good question. You should, you should do hosting or something one of these days. It's really good. You're good at that. <laughs> um, fun five, Sarah. These are five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. And that's how we end every show with the bang. So question number one, uh, in a typical HQ round, so every game that you host, how many questions would, do you get typically right? How would you do as a player? Uh, okay. I've never gone higher than seven and I'm usually at around three or four. Okay, so if you don't know the answers beforehand on the teleprompter, you're probably not winning the cash yourself. Nope. Question number two. You've done some commercial work in the past, too, including a bunch of uh, Limerita spots. (laughs) What's your favorite Limerita flavor? Oh, wow. Um, I think it'd have to be... (laughs) <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> Strawberita. <laughs> Strawberita. I, I can see. And I mean gross in the fact that I actually like like it <laughs> and that I have to admit that I like it. <laughs> hey, it's a good beverage on a nice hot summer day. There's nothing nothing beats a good strawberita. Fresh I would say strawberita or mango rita, honestly. It's a tie. Okay. A little more exotic. All right, solid. Enjoy those. Uh question number three. What would you rather have in the next year? Now, we've talked about how you are uh, an actress as well, in addition to all the hosting and stuff you do. Would you rather have in the next year, in 2018, an Oscar? You'd win an Oscar. I'm not going to tell you what it's for, but you're going to get an Oscar for something. Or $5 million. Uh, An Oscar, for sure. 
For sure. Not even, no doubt about it. Yep, for sure. Wow. I've always been one for, uh, I'm less concerned with the money. I don't want to say that I work for free, but I've worked <laughs> yeah, for don't free undervalue a yourself. lot. I've worked for free a lot and I'm always um, a believer in doing what you love and one experience leading to the next to get you to that dream job, which for me would be winning an Oscar. That's the dream. That's the ultimate. Uh, well put. I may take the money, so you can send a check my way if you do get that choice uh, in the next year. Um, we are airing this uh, shortly after New Year's, but 2018 is still fresh. Question number four, what's your New Year's resolution? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Besides winning an Oscar. I know. Um, gosh. You know, this sounds so cheesy, but I'm really trying to be a better listener. Um, I get really, I I don't know, maybe it's the entertainment industry, but I get so wrapped up in myself and in planning posts and in doing all this stuff. And I forget to be present and to listen. So to actually be in the moment more, I think would be my resolution. All right. I dig it. Question number five. You are a Philly girl. You live in New York City now, but you were raised uh, in the Philadelphia area. So who has – I ask this of every Philadelphia-related person that comes on the show. Uh, it's become a, a running bit. Who's got the best cheesesteak in Philly? Oh, don't quote me on this. But, okay, first of all, I, gotta, I just got to say, I've actually – this is embarrassing. I've never had Geno's or Pat's. But – there was a cheesesteak place near my house growing up that made great cheesesteaks, and I have no idea of the name. So there you go. Awesome. All right. That's a good plug. I'm sure they really appreciate uh, you giving them that shout-out so specifically. <laughs> the place <laughs> near where Sarah grew up, go check that spot out. They've got the best cheesesteak in town. Sarah, thank you Honestly, so much. Honestly, oh, wait, wait. Time out, time out before you wrap up. I would say, I would just say in general, like, if you get a – Philly cheesesteak anywhere other than Philly, it's not done right. Like any cheesesteak that you get in Philly is going to be good. That's, that's pretty much the bottom line. Just nowhere else knows how to do it right. Yeah, it's the same as New York pizza in Iowa or, you know, Jersey bagels in Florida. Just not the same. You get a Philly cheesesteak yep, in Philly. Yep. I can dig yep. that. I can, I can respect that. Sarah, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, and I know it's super been super busy for you and I really appreciate you carving out some time. Plug whatever you want to plug where people can find more about you, where they can follow you and see all your stuff. Uh, just plug whatever you feel like. Now's your chance. Uh, yeah, everyone, you can follow me on all of the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm at Sarah Priebus. It's S-A-R-A-H-P-R-I-B-I-S. Yeah, follow me for funny, funny content. Awesome. And then, yeah, keep playing HQ so Sarah can give you some money. And... I got nothing else. Have a happy new year, Sarah. Have a great congratulations on everything so far and have a great uh, continuing success in 2018. This was great. You too, Mike. And thank you everyone for listening. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys. And make sure to check out MikeJanella.com. I will have links to all of Sarah's stuff. So in case you were too lazy to write it down, you can just go click on it there. You can also listen to all previous episodes of the Mike Janella show as we now go into a brand new year. Make sure to please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher. We're on Spotify now. That's exciting. So you can listen to us there. And just keep the love coming because that's what makes this job fun. Sarah, one more time. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks to you guys for listening. I'll try and do better next time. See ya.